Greetings, everyone. I am Damon. And I'm Jake. <laughs> and you're listening to Logic Lane. Here we are. Yep, yep, yep. Welcome to what a uh, seventy-eight episode seventy-eight here on Logic Lane. Guitars. I know they're they're good. They're good. You got to cut yeah. that out though. We do that all the time. We got to knock that I know. off. <laughs> I know. I'm just happy to be here, man. I am too. You know, it's 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 been a week, and here we are again. Um, have a good week, did you? Yeah, we're uh, we're not uh, under a nuclear holocaust in the bunker, so no, not yet. It's, it's been a good week. Any week that you're not in the bunker is a good week. Yeah, not not yet. Anyway, we're we're on our way. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I didn't have really a week to to really talk about. So I unless you got something to talk about and how how great your week was. I kind of want to jump right into this Ukraine thing. Yeah. Um, well, I, I did a, I, I had a, a social experiment. That oh, okay. Yeah, hit me with that um, first. Well, not, I mean, I not a social, well, it, it was an experiment based off of social observations. Um, so, because we, you know, we've been talking about these, like, people watching and oh, yeah, talking yeah. about these these ass hats that we've been seeing walking no i know they're everywhere they're fat, you know they're they're fashionable wardrobe choices <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> and uh so I'm, I'm doing laundry today and uh and I'm, i've got like this let me back up okay and okay yeah sure so i i i've been dropping some weight i went back on my uh um i did keto diet like a lazy keto before and this was like two years ago and i i dropped like 50 pounds it was really good because i was getting kind of heavy I, I was up at like 240 pounds i want to get down to like two 200 pounds okay and so i i did and, and i dropped like over about six months period i dropped like 50 pounds and so you know COVID came around this was a couple of years ago and COVID came around and uh you, know, you start getting lazy and get back into old bad eating. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know all that. So the weight the weight comes back, and of course you know, and I know you can identify. I know you can identify with this. Being over fifty, your metabolism just isn't what it used to be. Right. So, I okay, fine. I need to get back on to the uh, you know eating better eating more appropriately to what is better for my digestive system, which is a high-protein diet, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the benefit of that is getting into weight loss. So, told you all that to tell you this. I dropped a few pounds. In fact, I dropped um, two weeks, eight pounds, two weeks, and uh, I'm starting to get out of my fat fat dad 
clothes, right? Starting to go back, <laughs> you know, breaking back down into the, I'm not quite skinny jeans yet, but I'm out of the, the, um, the Joey pants, the, you know, the elastic waistband stuff. I'm getting back into my normal, uh, normal stuff. And so I'm, I'm doing laundry. So that catches up. I'm doing, I'm doing laundry and I got this pair of, of cargo shorts on and I, I didn't wear a belt cause I'm sitting around you know doing stuff around the house so i'm not going out and of course the shorts were like my fat dad shorts and so they're a couple of sizes a little bit bigger mm-hmm. and i'm wearing them around the house i'm doing chores and they're like starting to you know slide down the, the ass in and i'm thinking okay if all these young kids what is the fascination with wearing these baggy shorts that slide down you know halfway off your ass and and you know with your your boxers hanging out or whatever mm-hmm. what is the fascination because you, you still see kids doing it and i'm like you know what i'm i'm gonna try it out and <laughs> just gonna, i'm gonna i'm gonna wear my shorts around right okay I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna saggy butt it and uh, just kind of wear my it's see and uh and, and see i didn't want to go out of the house because i don't want to embarrass you know the the family or the neighbors hey look at fat dad in his saggy shorts you know hanging around but i'm walking around and i'm doing chores and you fixing a fan in the laundry room fan went out and whatever and i got and i found myself like every two or three minutes i'm like yanking my shorts up yanking them up yanking them up and i'm thinking to myself i don't understand how these kids do it you know, I tried it. I tried. It. I don't understand what the fascination is with the shorts that hang down, the baggy shorts off the, you know, the back of your butt where they hang down. Because I'm going to tell you, it, I, I tried it for an hour. I lasted one hour, and that has got to be the most uncomfortable feeling. Oh yeah. Whatsoever of of having your clothes hanging off your ass in, and it, it's really funny because a, a few of my clientele. My, my repeat offenders that I mm-hmm. tend to run into, uh, th- they shared the same wardrobe interests, I guess, as in they always have the, the baggy jeans or the baggy pants. And, and, and it's funny because it always, it's always the skinniest white guys with no ass, and then they wear the baggy stuff. And yeah. So, <laughs> well, look at they, it this way. They're easier to catch because as they take off yes. running, their pants fall down and down yeah. they go. I, I was I, I was just gonna say that, and of, of all the guys that have had run on me with the baggy pants, they don't get very far because they get about ten steps in into their Olympic sprint, and their their shits down around their knees, and they're waddling. They they go from a full Olympic gazelle sprint to like a waddle, and you're almost like laughing so hard that you can't <laughs> hang yep. on to them as as you're slapping them because you're laughing. And uh, I in fact, so here's a true story. Um, and I'm going to digress on this one. And so I, I get this guy. I arrested him. Uh, this is a couple of years ago. And I'm and I'm walking him back to the patrol car. And at this point in time, the more we're walking, the more his pants are just sliding off. And uh, they they literally are. By the time we get about 20 feet away from the you know a couple car lengths away from the patrol car, his pants are around his ankles. And so he's doing like the shuffle. The, you know, with pants around the ankles, with the shuffle, mm. and he going, going back to the car, and he kept asking me, "Can you, put, hey man, can you pull my pants up? Hey man, can you pull my pants up? Hey, hey man, hey man, can you pull my pants up?" And I finally looked at him and said, "You should have wore a belt today, dude. No, I'm not pulling your pants up." <laughs> you know? And put, and I know it was a mean thing to say, then put them in the back of the car, but but I mean it. You should have wore a belt. And so going back to wearing the saggy pants, I don't get it. I don't get the fascination. It's uncomfortable. It's not a good feeling. It, it it's 
I, I spent more time fidgeting, pulling my freaking pants up than I was, you know, whatever task at hand, changing the fan out or whatever. So that was my big experiment uh, for for the week to to try the baggy pants and see if I could and see what the fascination is. And I, I don't get it. Wear a belt. Pull your pants up. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get that shit either, honestly. <laughs> I never understood that fashion trend. I, I think it was probably started by an accident. Some guy put his pants on, and they just kept slipping down, and somebody thought it was cool. And one thing led to another, and one guy said, you know what, Let, let's do it together, solidarity, so he doesn't look like an idiot. Next thing you know, somebody sees, well, this must be a new thing, and it just kind of took off, and now everybody's running around with their pants halfway around their ass cheeks. I could get it. I mean, if you're a plumber, I see that. You know, that you plumbers, you're digging around <laughs> underneath the sink. You, you've got that belt on, you know, holding your tools. Your pants are coming down a little bit. You know what? But ultimately, it gives you another spot for an extra tool. You know, a big wrench, stick it yep. right in there. Yep. Let the cheeks do the little extra hold. And, you know, you can, you can utilize it. But outside of that, I don't really see any reason to do that it's it's not fashion it's not cool it's not a good idea in prison it's it's for a different uh, reason but we don't need to oh i'm there. sure yeah, yeah it has yeah. its own yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it, and lock it's not up, good the big house right kinda like yeah. kind of like hang on to my pocket and we'll walk around together kind of thing yeah yeah we'll just leave it at that <laughs> yeah <laughs> my, um, my daughter Mm-hmm. has a friend that she's known from high school and this kid he wore the baggy pants and one day i just happened to notice them and believe it or not there is such a thing as a platonic relationship they were very platonic they never dated they were just best friends and and he had girlfriends and she had boyfriends but they and to this day they're still um you know keep in touch with each other but one day i i was n- notice noticing him and the way he was dressed and he had a pair of baggy jeans on which was the style at the time this was a few years ago and i noticed that the as the jeans were bagging down he had basketball shorts on underneath his jeans and i i looked at it and i said those basketball shorts under your jeans and he goes yeah man yeah i and i had i said man i, I gotta ask you like what is the purpose like what am i missing what is the purpose of wearing <laughs> basketball shorts under and i'm thinking and i'm like you you got you got underwear on underneath those ones yeah i got i got my boxers on so you got boxers on and then you got basketball shorts on and then you got your jeans on over the top of that he said yeah 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 i said what is what is what is the significance what is the fashion what am i missing and he said well you you know you never know when a basketball game's gonna break out and to be honest i couldn't argue with that (laughs) you know and i'm thinking (laughs) Good on you for being active and playing basketball, I guess. I don't know, but that was his answer. Well, that was right, his logic yeah. behind it was you never know when a game's going to break out. And so if a game ever broke out, he was ready to go because he had his, his shorts, his you know basketball shorts on underneath his jeans. So God well, bless him. All right, it whatever. Up for him and yeah, whatever, man. It worked, it worked for him. So <laughs> he's a good kid. We still keep in touch to this day. And uh, he still wears basketball shorts under his jeans but that's enough of that i digressed uh <laughs> we're not in a uh yeah we're not in the bunker no no nuclear missiles are flying and not so yet wanna, not yet wanna, but but we're gonna we're gonna roll to the news right now so let, let's let me yeah let's my, roll where's, right where's my new here it is here's another late development and this news keeps coming in 
All right, with that, let me get all the news clips up. And as you might have guessed, let's let's start because this this I think is going to take the the bulk of the show. And this is the Russia Ukraine uh, situation. Um, I got to start with the first one that you know before all of this. Biden promised that if he was elected, Putin's days of, quote, trying to intimidate Eastern Europe were over. And yet here we are, day four of the invasion. Um, I don't know, you've been following any of this. I, I know we followed a little bit before uh, this this kicked off and we were talking about nuclear war happening. But, um, I mean, I got a lot to say on it. I mean, there's, there's, I've got a bunch of different clips of a bunch of different things that we can talk about, but I I think we spend a lot of time on this one. And I I don't know what, what really bugs me is, you know, why don't we, why don't we do this instead? What, what are your thoughts on, on this, this Ukraine uh, situation? I have a theory. Okay. I know I had put that up in the notes. Yeah a story but the story was more to remind me of a theory that i had and so here's my caveat my disclaimer i could be completely way out in left field this is not based on any inside trader information this is just me analyzing current events and the news and formulating my own opinions so i'm you know i'm neither right nor wrong it's just my own um observation so my theory is this the reason why and it's the reason why biden it has from the get-go been suddenly so interested in ukraine because you got to back up and and look at like what is what is ukraine to the united states ukraine is basically a, a suburb of russia part of the old uh, you know, Eastern Bloc, Iron Curtain, whatever. Right. They're not even. A, they're not even a NATO partner. They're not an ally of the United States. They're not uh, anything to us, really. Right. So, you have to ask, what, what is Ukraine, and why the sudden interest? And when I mean interest, I mean why the the focus on such focus on ukraine that we're not even concentrating on our own borders over here we're sending we're enforcing their borders over there so my theory is this uh a a couple years ago um if you remember they were trying to impeach trump based off of withholding aid from ukraine like some 400 you know million Mm -hmm. dollars yeah like that aid aid ukraine and you got to remember trump was of course then um, as we know, a little bit later, was running for presidency against Joe Biden. At that time, though, that they were trying to impeach Trump over this whole uh, um, withholding information, withholding money, and and whatever there, it was some bullshit charges that they brought mm-hmm. up, whatever. Yeah. Um, this was when Biden's son Hunter who's, by the way, has done a miraculous job of as many of the messed up stuff that he's been doing, and the guy gets caught doing all kinds of jacked up stuff. They keep him out of the news. So phenomenal job on whoever his handler is that's keeping right, yeah. the news off him. But that's a whole nother Well, lately, story. yeah. 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 But during this time, or during that time, 
when you go back and when uh, they disclosed the laptop and the business partner came out, this was when Hunter Biden was rolling over to uh, into Russia and getting involved with that Burisma company, which is an energy company, manages energy. And Hunter Biden was over there catching rides with with Joe Biden when he was the vice president. So all this stuff was kind of going on in the background. And of course, Trump was president and basically wanted, and the whole story was that Trump wanted information to be released or do, to do an investigation on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Um, he wanted them to conduct an, an investigation from their legal system on the whole Biden connection. So fast forward to now. So the Biden uh, administration or the Biden cartel, as I'm calling it now, because they're right up there with the Clinton cartel. The Biden cartel has got all kinds of interest in Ukraine. So therefore, now the United States have interest in Ukraine because it's, it's energy. See, Russia wants Ukraine because Ukraine has a lot of natural resources, oil and gas, et cetera, et cetera, that Russia wants to reclaim. Hence, why they're very interested, especially their excuses using those two eastern districts that they're trying to roll into. But anyway, my theory, I know I told you all that to tell you this. My theory is this. Biden, of course, whatever shady dealings that they had going on with the Ukraine uh, through Hunter as his proxy, Hunter Biden, his son as his proxy, um, because as you know, Hunter, uh, um, Joe Biden can't be involved in any business dealings or anything because that would basically impeach him into the office uh, you know grounds for impeachment so he has to do everything through proxy with hunter biden and hunter biden had all these business dealings with ukraine energy uh, et cetera, et cetera. so now that ukraine is being invaded for lack of a better term by russia because that's what it is it's an invasion um biden was very interested in protecting his assets because Russia takes over Ukraine that hits the Biden family that hits their pocketbook directly because they've been getting these payoffs from Burisma which is the 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 energy company over there so my theory is this is that i'm 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 theorizing that the Ukraine is expecting the United States to come riding in with the cavalry and fight Russia off because hey they they pay you know they've paid off hunter and paid off joe biden lots of money therefore they feel like the united states should be coming in uh with the cavalry and fighting off russia and fighting a war because you know they give them lots of money and what's going to happen is is of course biden has got his his you know so-called uh sanctions that may or may not work he's just he's really just kind of not really doing anything and Ukraine's going to get taken over for taken over by Russia. Russia's going to come and just flat out take the country over. And what's going to happen is, is that Zelensky, the the president, current president of Ukraine, my prediction is Zelensky's going to come out and just open up the floodgates on all kinds of insider information on the whole Biden family, which would be grounds for an impeachment because of all the use. So that's my theory. And hence why I think that that's why the United States is suddenly very interested because it's it's protecting uh, they're protecting the 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 Biden family uh, paycheck is is what they're doing and so I'm hoping that uh, out of all this of course I hope that you know we're able to resolve the issues over there but I'm hoping something comes to light 
kind of out of uh, for lack of doing anything, you know, the of the Biden administration kind of sitting back and kind of letting things happen. That if Zelensky survives, because this guy had to pretty much go into hiding. Uh, if if he survives at the end of the tunnel, he's going to come out with all of this Biden financial information and just wreck the cartel. But that's my theory. I think is what's going to happen. Well, and that that may be ultimately true, but the the facts are right now they're under siege by Russia. We are part yeah. of NATO. We have NATO partners all the way around that area, even though they are not a NATO partner. Uh, how many more humanitarian efforts have we done in our history and helped, you know, random foreign countries out of the blue? Well, this is one that has been maybe not an official ally, a NATO partner or any of that. But, you know, I mean, Russia's really, if you look at it, they're, they're killing their own brothers and sisters by doing this. Well, they uh, are. I, I mean, I, I don't know really exactly what the motivation is. I don't think anybody really knows the exact motivation, what, what Putin's up to. Um, maybe just simply going to take a land grab because he doesn't think that Biden is strong enough, Biden's going to do anything about it, and NATO is... You know, building up on his borders is what he's claiming, and he doesn't feel safe or whatever BS he's trying to spin. It, it is what it is, and he's doing his attack. Um, I, I got to say, I'm extremely uh, um, happy to see the the spirit of the Ukrainian people standing up. And, I mean, you've got a uh, wife pointed out tonight that... Uh, um, what was his name? Miss Miss Ukraine, uh, who won the Miss Universe. She was out of Ukraine. She actually took the set the dress aside, picked up uh, an AR and some combat boots, and she's out there fighting too. You've got the the leader. This uh, what the hell? What do we say his name is? I forget. Uh, Zelensky. Zelensky. Pre- yeah, President Zelensky. Zelensky. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, he's he's refusing to leave. Um, which I think is a humongous uh, uh, step in the right direction. I mean, if you leave like so many other world leaders do when your country's under siege and you bail, <laughs> you're basically saying, sorry, I give yeah, up, but- I'm out, and all of you can fend your, for yourselves, and the morale dives all the way down into the dirt. By staying there and saying, hey, I'm here with the end, if, if, we, if we sink, I'm going down with the ship, that's leadership right there. That's what that is. And I, I got big props to that guy for, for not going into hiding. He's out there carrying weapons. He's, he's telling his, his, his uh, citizens, uh, go to the nearest cop station, pick up some, some weapons, get out there, do, do what needs to be done. If you want to fight for your home, which I suggest you do, you pick up a you pick up a weapon. You learn how to shoot it. Um, we were watching on the news. There's there's old ladies look like they're in their seventies, eighties, and they're learning how to fire AKs and all kinds of things. All the way from you know young kids all the way into their you know into the late ages to uh, get out there and defend their country. What's uh, I don't know. They're they're imposing sanctions, which I think are worthless i don't feel that those are going to do a goddamn bit of good sure you might be able to cripple him financially but is that going to stop tanks that are already rolling in no (laughs) you've already got a whole 
set of troops rolling in i mean your your aftermath and might might hurt you know but ultimately these these people if we're going to do any kind of aid to them it needs to be a little bit faster than oh we'll we'll check back on them in a month <laughs> they've got they're on day four and there's there's explosions on my tv all the time so i don't know i think it's i think it's chaotic i think there's there's uh complete chaos but really what i want to get back to is is you know biden well let, let's jump ahead to this guy this the um stefanik is a uh a gop uh leader out of the house and he uh yeah very familiar with her well she she stated that that this it's because of biden's weakness has made the world less safe um, I don't really need to go any more than that. I mean, there's a bunch more quotes here, but really that's that's what she's saying. I cannot disagree in one bit with her. I, I think she's 100% accurate. I think because we have a, a blubbering idiot wandering around in the White House, I think that just emboldens the, the, the enemies around the world to get up and do their thing. They're not as scared to death of anybody. Had we had Trump in the office, everybody was scared to death of even even coming up on that guy's radar you know we don't need the united states because this guy is is just right on the right on though he's walking the fine line between being completely focused and pure chaotic where we don't know if he's going to push the damn button and nuke us all so we need to stay good. We'll take our take it easy. We'll we'll just stay under the radar until he's out of the office. As soon as he's out of the office, we get a complete idiot. Well, now we can run rampant and do whatever the hell we want because that guy doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. And I think I think that's where we are right now. You know, Putin takes the opportunity to do it, and I think that's why you have China doing their thing, getting ready to to possibly attack Taiwan here pretty soon. Oh yeah, too. they're they're eyeballing Taiwan. This is this is a snowball effect that started with Afghanistan. Afghanistan was Biden's oh, time. Oh yeah, rise and shine. And he fucked that up something fierce right and away too. We all know how that turned out. Um, and speaking, you know, like you said, speaking of of leaders fleeing the country that. I don't know if it was Karzai that was still in, uh, but the president of Afghanistan, like he upped and like he took off. Dude was gone. <laughs> they were looking for him, and he was already gone. And that's when the rest of the country failed uh, to stand up against the Taliban. And, and of course, we all know how that turned out. So that was the catalyst that started it. And Russia looked at how we handled the Afghanistan withdrawal and said, "Hey, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna." We're going to toe the line here, and you're absolutely right. China's watching because they've got Taiwan in their sights, and North Korea is watching as well. I would expect to start seeing some saber rattling out of uh, Chairman Kim over there, North Korea, again, uh, and Iran. And uh, it's Biden, he needs to grow a spine. The guy has none. He won't. And he, and he won't. But it's when you look back on Trump's diplomacy, like Trump went to North Korea and basically asked the questions that nobody else would ask. They all kind of danced around Chairman Kim over there. Trump went over there with basically in his Trump way and said, what's your problem? Like, what's what's the problem? What can we do? Yeah. And, and just flat out. And they were able to 
uh, form a, a, a working relationship uh, and able to kind of get Chairman Kim to settle down. And he did the same thing with, with Putin. Um, and so they're all, they were all just waiting. They were waiting time. They were, they were waiting because they knew that, um, you know, every four years there's that change of hand, unfortunately, in the United States. I mean, that's the beauty of our democracy system, but it's it's also the curse as well because you yeah. know every four years it's, it's going to change hands. But, no, you're, you're absolutely right. China's watching Taiwan. We It will not surprise me if we start seeing uh, some more in, incursions um, from some of the other world leaders, but... I know today I was catching up on the news. I caught an article today. Uh, Germany has sent uh, arms and missiles and ammunition over to Ukraine. So yeah, I- they either have or they are in the process. Yeah, and and we sent like three hundred and fifty million in, in uh, aid as well. You also got to remember that this was. Um, the last time Russia made a move to redraw the lines on the map was back in 2012, 2014, where they moved into Crimea and and took that over. And three yep. guesses as to who was in charge back then. Mm-hmm. You know, the first first two don't count. It was Obama and Biden, and Biden was sent over there to quote unquote negotiate Russia, and uh, so that's all they did. They said, "Hey, we we got the same drooling idiot again." So this time, instead of Crimea, now they're going to push into Ukraine because you saw. So this is, this is, all, on on Biden's watch. <clears throat> yeah. And even back to 2014 with the Crimea, where they annexed Crimea, uh, and so this is, again on Biden's watch. And um, did you happen to catch uh, Kamala La 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 when she went over there and tried to uh, do peace talks? Did you happen to catch her speech when she went down there? Uh, no, I try not to turn that lady on. It drives me nuts just to even look at her. Um, uh, what it really came out of it is absolutely nothing. She walked out of there and basically stated that, oh, their mind was made up before I got there. Um, that's really what all, all she had to say about it all. Basically, oh, yeah, they were going to do it whether we talked or not, and that was just the end of it. So got rid of all the blame she could possibly get rid of. And it's 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 Biden's fault is what it comes down to. Oh yeah, ultimately, ultimately, again, this was on his watch back in 2012, 2014, and it's on his watch again. So I I don't know I don't know what to make of it uh, other than I know that we, as far as the American citizens, we're gonna we're gonna feel the impact of it because if it hasn't already, uh, the your energy prices are gonna start skyrocketing because of biden's refusal to become energy independent yep energy independence and uh no he was the one that cut off the damn pipelines he's the one that says oh we're doing that immediately we're cutting off that and within the first few days he shut all that shit down and he made these agreements with russia to get the freaking fuel and all the oil that uh, out of them so now when we go to war with these guys or, or this issue is going on out there and we're putting sanctions now it's the American taxpayer that is paying the freaking price for it. It's gone up in in certain parts of the country. All right, over four bu- or five bucks a gallon. Shit, we're closing in on four dollars a gallon up here. It's it's never gotten that high, and yet here we are working our way up. So another thank you Biden moment, and all this could be prevented. Um, 
that's that's a huge issue had we been more energy independent you know that would be great and i you know i made a post uh some somebody was talking on facebook about well we don't need energy independence they were talking about how this isn't biden's fault and blah 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 and i'm like are you kidding had we been more in uh financially or 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 been dependent less on foreign oils and were more energy independent being able to do it ourselves guess what we wouldn't be in the fix that we're in right now it wouldn't be as big of a deal over there our gas prices wouldn't be going through the roof and then the reply i got was oh well solar and wind energy i'm like no until until and, and here's the thing until we can have a fleet of fucking viable vehicles that can do all the same shit that our current fleet of vehicles does and does well then i don't want to hear it we need to be working on fossil fuels and we need to be energy independent with that period no ifs ands or buts that's the way it's got to go because you can't tell me there's a there's not a goddamn electric vehicle or a solar powered vehicle or a damn wind powered vehicle out there that can do the damn job that a freaking pickup truck can freaking do right now you know we're talking about all these pickup trucks and all the all these things are electric now yeah, it can drive maybe 10 miles. Can it haul a load of freaking bricks? No. Can it climb up a damn hill? Can it be put in a four-wheel drive? Can it do all the same things that the gasoline can? Nope. Then I don't want it. Don't make it. It's a waste of damn time, money, and effort when you could be putting out another gasoline vehicle that works and does all those things I need it to do. Don't tell me solar my, and wind and all that shit. To, to this person is I got one word Texas remember the big winter in Texas in fact we have a mutual friend of ours that got caught up in that winter storm and what happened Texas because of their laws and the green whatever deals that they made down there was dependent on a lot of that wind power yeah. solar energy that wind power and this big old blizzard storm came through and what happened all the windmills froze up and everybody hundreds of thousands of people were, were without power in sub-zero temperatures right down in texas right with no backup yep what no other energy backup and so yep. you had people freezing to death in their homes because they were reliant on wind and solar power it's we're not there yet will the technology be there in the future sure do i hope so absolutely i love the environment i love the planet and i would love to see it but it's not we're not there yet it's not sustainable yet you cannot switch everything over to wind and solar power i would love to be able to do that but like you said there's you don't have any uh if you get rid of one thing you don't have a replacement for it yet and until they do we're reliant on the internal combustion engine well and that's the thing i was going to say is you know what we that might be fine for some things give me wind give me solar for like powering a fridge powering a a freezer small little things like that powering a, a you know a tv or some lights on the house but everything else that i absolutely need like vehicles and whatnot i need to be have uh, uh, regular power regular gas i need to be able to do these things when people say oh well we're going to cut all these costs we're going to we're going to be energy efficient and we're going to be all green for the planet and we're going to get rid of fossil fuels and we're going to do all of the wind and the solar and all these things okay that's great but when we still need because we still have a need and a dire need for the vehicles 
skills and the items and and things that we we need to survive still burn this 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 fossil fuel we need to have fossil fuel until we're able to as i said before create a fleet of stuff that runs on on uh solar and wind and alternate energies until we have a fleet that's actually capable of doing the things we need them to do then we need to focus fossil fuels and if we're getting rid of all of that we have to get it from somewhere else and then we're not energy independent and we end up in the fix that we're in right now watching our gas prices go through the roof yes okay get out there and do some 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 uh, uh, work on the uh, wind the solar alternative energies however you want to do all kinds of different stuff but what you should be doing is going as as much as you can uh, getting these pipelines done working towards energy independence and then work on additional uh, studies on how to keep it extra clean how to add extra safety measures in case we do spring a leak somewhere how to get on it and fix it quickly and how to take care of the environment and whatnot in the event of those things but shutting it all down and just saying oh we're going to deal with it now is crippling us and we cannot continue to do that and maintain the level of country that that we've always been i just i, I don't see it my question that i have for the green new dealers is uh okay we'll, let's just focus because there's so many facets to the whole green new deal let's just focus on automobiles for a quick second sure um Let's just say tomorrow we replaced every single um, fossil fuel combustion engine with an electric engine. Awesome. <laughs> sure. Great. We could do it. We found a replacement car. <clears throat> you, you still have to plug those in somewhere. Right. So, okay. So you get your car, you drive it around, you get on a low battery. You got to plug it in to recharge it. Where do you think that that energy comes from <laughs> to recharge your electric car? Right. It comes from power plants that burn fossil fuel, natural gas, et cetera, et cetera. So right. even, again, we don't have the sustainability to um, to sustain. And I'm talking just automobiles. I'm not talking factories and things that, uh, you know, production and industrial uh, stuff like that, putting the lights on. I'm just talking just pure automobiles. We don't have, I, I think that some of these folks forget that there's there's um, more to it other than just, hey, I've got an electric car and, and I plug it in and then magic happens and then my car charges up and go. They, they forget that you still have to supply an energy source to charge the batteries on the car for them to go, you know, go down and trade in their, their recyclable bin or whatever. But so we're, we're not there yet and so that's my question to the green new dealers is great you, you got an electric car you still have to plug it in you still have to draw power from somewhere so where are you going to get that power from because we're not we're not there yet well that's just it we're just not there we've got a since we're not there fine keep focusing on those things for down the road keep working on them keep getting them better keep improving making tweaks all that kind of stuff but you need to focus on on the here the now and getting that stuff taken care of other than that you're sol you've got to have that done right now we are dependent on other countries and that cannot continue we need to be energy independent we need that goddamn pipeline in the ground and pumping oil had that been in place right now we'd have been able to go over there and deal with this shit 
Now, getting back, since we got so far off the rails, let's go yeah, back we, to we, the, the, the Ukrainian situation. And I want to know what your, what, what, you, what your idea is. How do we, now that we're dealing with this on TV, Ukrainians are fleeing in large numbers. Some of them are standing behind, getting all kinds of weapons and, and defending very well their own country. Um, granted, NATO, they aren't a NATO member but nato starting to build up forces in the nearby countries all of these things we're sending troops to the nearby countries what is the next step how do we deal with this situation without becoming world war three well first and foremost and we've already answered part of that which is we need to go back to becoming energy independent because i don't know if people realize it uh, we've been importing all of our fossil fuels and our number three customer that we purchase fossil fuels from. And I'm talking like some 500,000, uh, it's either thousand or million, but it, I know there's a 500 in there. I want to say 500,000 barrels a day that are number three customers from Russia that we've been yep. importing fuel from. Mm -hmm. So if we go back to being energy independent, which we were under the Trump administration for, for a couple of years, uh, and that we go back to being energy independent. Putin no longer has that. Um, oh, what do they call it? The uh, not pull, not sway, uh, leverage. Putin no longer has that leverage over us, which is why Biden was going in there so soft because he's afraid that if we, you know, put you know sanctions or 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 whatever. Putin's going to get mad and say, well, we're not going to import you guys any more oil anymore. And now Biden's stuck because he's catering to the left and the progressives and, and shut off our own domestic uh, fossil fuel production. So that's that's a big factor right there. Number one, going back to be energy independent. That way now they don't have leverage on us. We have leverage on them because we say, look, you need to stop doing this. You need to pull your troops back or else. And then when Putin responds with, well... I'm going to charge you more for oil or I'll stop importing and then all your automobiles are going to run out of gas. So we could say, go ahead, we're energy independent. So you go right ahead and cut us off. So there's no leverage on that end. The next thing that I would do if I was general for a day is all of your surrounding countries, uh, surrounding Russia. I would go back to the old, and, and I, I know this is going to be some scary words, old pre pre-cold war or old cold war of i would i would ask some of these other countries if we could put some bases in there some some of the surrounding areas because if you put a permanent u.s military presence there that's going to add add that you know factor in there where is putin or whoever the the in charge of russia says hey i'm going to go into country x and invade this country next well you better be careful because there's a couple of American military bases in there, and the United States is going to get pretty pissed off if you go in there and t you know start killing U.S. military troops and taking over bases. So I, I think that's part of that deterrent factor. If he wants to build an iron curtain, we can build our own curtain on the outside. And yeah, it's you know, and I know people are throwing, oh, that's divisive, that's going back to Cold War, but that's the way that this guy thinks that putin thinks he's you know he it's it's that klingon mentality um so i would energy independent i i would start putting in some bait allow or ask other countries nato countries hey we need to start putting our u.s bases back in 
on overseas and, and showing that presence that's over there. Um, and the third thing is, is if we have not done so already, and I'm sure that there already is some undercover special ops guys on the ground that are in there training those Ukrainian guerrillas how to fight counter, basically an insurgency warfare, which is what special forces do. They go in and teach folks, you know, teach indigenous peoples or peoples of a nation how to fight back. So I guarantee you that for all of the the old ladies, the yayas, you know, the grandmas with AK rifle, you know, for every couple hundred of them that are getting training, there's there's probably a couple of uh, special operators behind the scenes that are providing that good quality training for them if they're not there already. Right. Um, so there's there's three off the top of my head things. Okay. Um, well, and that's great, and that's that's great for um, in the next handful of weeks. Uh, you know, number two in 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 pushing all the the bases again. That would take a long term. Um, myself, for the immediate, I would be sending all kinds of armaments uh, in into them. I would also look at. Okay, Russia's doing this. We kicked their ass out of NATO if, if they aren't already out. I would strangle everything possible. I would shut down all trade from all NATO uh, um, all NATO members, everybody who, who deals with them. I would stop dealing with them. I would cripple all of that. I would figure out a way to do this and do that, to shut, shut any income down, which it seems like they're starting to push that. I yeah, would Swift system. Right. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. been done and that's that's NATO's working on doing that. Um, I would additionally I would as as a president of this country, I would with the NATO allies, I would run regular patrols in the air to defend that no-fly zone. I'd install it in Ukraine and call it a no-fly zone. I would run the borders of the country and I would stay in that area and I would keep that area safe. I would install the no-fly zone. Another step that most people haven't thought of, um, it's potentially could be happening, but I would reach a call out to all the hackers of the United States and the United Kingdom and all of those, and I would say, open season on anything Russian. Take down their network. Wipe their internet presence out. Take them down. The problem is you can't go in and just fly right over Russia and bomb the hell out of them and declare war on them because Putin is one one bad day away from clicking the button and launching his nukes at us so that happens we launch ours the entire world is decimated and game over for everybody we watch the cockroaches take over the world and before long we're another mars again and you know whatever's left we'll have to rebuild <laughs> if anything um so what I would do instead of that, I'd send. I like I said, I, I'd I'd enforce a no-fly zone. I'd have every NATO group because who's he going to pick out? He might pick on the United States, but you know what? You got entire NATO on your side, and everybody's involved. The entire freaking thirty nations is saying, "Dude, you're the asshole. We're defending the zone. You don't belong here. Stay the hell out." I would take it a step further, and I would put the Ukraine in into NATO. I would bring Finland and Sweden in there as well. I know they were trying to get in years ago. I don't believe either of those is in yet. 
Um, I would do all of that, and I would surround him with NATO nations so he's stuck. He either joins and settles the hell down, or he's he's done. The next step I would do after the, the, the hackers and the no-fly zone is I've got SEAL teams that are trained to take out guys like this. I would start the intelligence agency on finding out where the hell this guy is, and I would take his ass out. Eliminate his ass. There isn't anybody near to that guy's level that is that psychotic in, in running a charge of country. How many times have we you know, infiltrated a foreign country and taken out the leader because that leader was a complete asshole? This one is just as bad. We need to send in our freaking troops, our special troops. Let's just say our special forces or Navy SEALs. Let's get this guy. If we got to kill him, we kill him. If not, you take him and you put him on trial for crimes against humanity. And, you know, wipe it down. You know, give Russia to somebody who's not as shitty. Or what you do is say, here, Ukraine, you're a hell of a president. Here, here, you deal with these two countries. These are yours now. You work it out. You know, most of the Russian people over there don't apparently have have any want of this war. They stand against Putin. I mean, what do you got? At last count, 2,500 people, Russian people, were arrested and jailed because they didn't agree. Because that, they, they, of course, they can't stand up and speak out because they'll be arrested. They're not free. It's a pseudo-freedom over there. Well... You got all of all of Ukraine that's against this shit, and and I would argue that the majority of Russia is against this shit too. But unfortunately, they're being held held uh, hostage by their own dictator that's that's running the show, and sending their own children into war to die for a stupid cause, whatever it is of his. So there's all that. So you send air, you send them money, you send them freaking ammo and weapons and all the good stuff. Um, I saw today that uh, Elon Musk has set up his, oh, what did he call it, whatever, his little satellite internet hookups. He's beaming, giving Ukraine access from space, I guess, so that's that's a step. Anything that people can do, it, it's good, and they're, they're doing that. Um, but get a no-fly zone in place. Look at the Navy SEALs to... to capture and take that fucking guy out maybe maybe do a joint effort with with the uh you know the the spec ops guys over in in the united kingdom and and maybe german you know guys like that you know get the special ops guys get a handful of them work together get a couple of things going on uh, get or get some training done with them and then get out there and take this guy down get rid of them get him out of there and then meanwhile while we're doing all this let the hackers of the world unite on pounding the hell out of Russia and, and taking down their network. Take down their network. Wipe them I, out. I, I love the idea of using the hackers. I didn't think of that. And uh, that's, that's a great idea. You can give them, like, back way back in the old um, sailing days and piracy, You we can take the hackers and we can give them, like, letters of mark and say open season on Russia and Russian assets and whatever you can shut down. Like, like if you could shut down a bank and hack into the banking system, wh whatever you find, you can keep. Kind of like letters of mark. They could be like our modern day internet pirates and just roll roll the, <laughs> the yeah. internet high seas. No, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, hey, if you can hack into their banking system and and 
swindle a bunch of money out, you can keep a percentage, like incentiv- incentivize it for yep. these hackers. Absolutely. So go in there. The problem where I don't think that it would work is because I, I think they're kind of like us and that their infrastructure system is so outdated that they would have a hard time hacking into stuff over there. But, um, but that is a great idea. That is a great idea. We'll give them letters of mark and say anything Russian, open season. Here you yeah, go. Yeah. Free ring. Yeah, let and, the hackers and, go to nuts. Go yeah, nuts. and what whatever you whatever you you plunder that you can plunder, you, you get to keep a percent a big a big chunk of it as your own. We'll just give it to you. Yeah, yeah, but here we are. We're with this. We've got to deal with 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 Biden and his stupidity and getting us in trouble. But uh, let's move off of that. I wanted to say this is kind of still in the thing. But here, John Kerry came into the news. You remember that idiot from before? He, uh, yeah, well, he made a comment that uh, he's still hoping that Putin will focus on climate change amid the Ukraine invasion. Are you like, effing serious? Yeah, yeah. He hey. actually came out and said that. And, <laughs> and what's what's better is people are jumping down his throat like, are you fucking serious? Are you that stupid? Really, right sure now we're going to be concerned with that? Are you sure that's not like, a, like an Onion News article? No, 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 it's not. He's, he, he, you know, he, one of the, the, the fake um It, it seems things. like it should be, but it is 100% not. This is a legitimate tweet that he put out there. So, yeah, so. Yeah, this, I'm he's, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Violence, bloodshed, a country's getting taken over, and he's talking about, yeah. like, like environment. Climate change, yeah. He's worried Cli- about. Climate he's, change. Yeah, he's worried about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, when you first told me, I'm thinking like this is a Saturday Night Live skit or something. That's yeah, out I know, right? You know, but no, I'm looking at the article now. It's actually that was his tweet, and what a freaking idiot! Yeah, and that's that's where we're at. So I'm going to skip that. I don't want to read anymore. Uh, here's a here's a COVID quick update. It looks like the CDC is now advising some people to wait longer between COVID-19 vaccine doses over heart inflammation risk. So how about that? They've actually acknowledged there's a heart inflammation risk. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to see that they're finally coming out and saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not 100% safe like they've always said this entire time up till now. And it's, yeah, once again, another good reason why I've never taken it. I don't trust this shit. They don't know enough about it. They don't know what it's going to do to your system. Not willing to try it. I'm not willing to take the chance. Sorry, it, it's it's not worth it to me. And now they're showing this that uh, yeah, they determine determine the benefits, outweigh the risks, myocarditis, pericarditis. Oh yeah, vaccines for children, adolescents, and young adults. So, but yeah, it, it's just I don't really need to be it anymore. It's it just yeah, it is what it is. There well, you the go. The CDC um, did come out and change the masking requirements i was really shocked when they said that and well uh, they have to at some point you know, like i said yeah. people are not giving a fuck anymore so you gotta freaking go with the flow if you keep saying you need to wear them you need to wear them but nobody's listening why would you keep freaking telling people you absolutely have to wear you have to wear you have to wear why bother when nobody's listening to you well and S- as they say follow the science and the science is saying that they're not working yeah yeah, no way. 
Uh, how about this one? Mom of Chicago train robbery suspect recognizes him and then drags him to police station. <laughs> uh, the kid's name is Zion Brown, 18-year-old sophomore of Loyola University, Chicago, been charged armed robbery after allegedly stealing about 100 bucks in cash at gunpoint from a Metra train conductor uh, on Tuesday. After recognizing... Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't go into that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> After recognizing photos of a mass suspect, suspect seen glancing into a station camera shared by police reported by the media as her son, Brown's mother, brought him to the police station in Calumet City for turn uh, to turn himself in. Um, I'm trying to say. I thought there was, a, thought there was something there that she said. Uh, no, not really much here. Yeah, but yeah, that's cool. So don't get stupid when you're wearing your ski mask. Don't stare at the camera. Don't smile at it because guess what? Mom recognizes you and your ass is going to jail. And your mom put you there. grabbed him by the earlobe and drug him in there. I fucking would have. Goddamn right. Uh, you know what? I should have saved, I should have saved these for like Mother's Day because there's a couple of these here that are, are really for super moms out here. Here's, here's another super mom, New York city man who randomly punched a four year old in Times Square taken down by mom. Yes. I saw Um, the video on that one. Yep. Mom took down a man who allegedly punched her four year old son in the head in Times Square uh, Raphael, oh, rough, oh, rough, boy, that's a tough one to say. Rafaela, Rafaela, maybe Rafaela, I bet. Uh, Rivera, anyway, is her last name, so Hispanic. Uh, her two children were approached by Babacar Mbai. Holy Christ, that's enough one. Oof. Clearly a foreigner and probably an illegal. <laughs> around 3.20 p.m. Uh, she said they had just finished a photo shoot for her son, Angel Rivera, and she and her daughter, Carmen, noticed this guy walking really close to people. She heard, I heard a smack like somebody got hit in the head with a bottle, turned around, the baby is screaming, hollering, and crying. I was grabbing towards him and said, you just hit my son. uh, She said, I grabbed him harder. We both went down. He was on top of me. I was not letting go. Officers arrived as the mother was holding him down. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen the video? I have not. And I'm not going to right now. So she, uh, I, I watched the video and like literally they're standing on the train platform and you see this guy come out of, like one like the left side of the video when you're watching it and just out of the blue out of left field haymakers this four-year-old kid and just keeps on walking as if nothing ever happened what the fuck's the purpose of that i don't i don't get it and when the mom sees it you can see of course there's that, that reaction that one or two second reaction like oh no that didn't just happen and then as he's walking away she vaults across the crowd ends up on the guy's back and takes the guy down pummeling the crap out of this guy i mean it was it was well deserved but um this guy is a multiple when i mean multiple i mean like well and that's that's what it says here police charged him 34 years old a repeat offender with 51 fucking arrests 
in the attack with assault endangering the welfare of a child and resisting arrest. Why in the fuck is this guy wandering around on the streets? 51 arrests, the guy should be locked up forever. I don't give a rat's ass what those arrests were for. Anybody who's been arrested 51 fucking times should never ever again see the light of day. They are a horrible piece of shit human being and don't belong living like the rest of humans. They need to be living in cages like dogs the rest of their life. End of story. Yeah, he. It, that's all part of the liberal um, mm-hmm. district attorney. kinder, gentler America. The soft on crime policies that, of course, New York City has been rampant with because they they tie the hands of law enforcement and say, you can't do this anymore. Uh, yeah, and, and, and look what it's doing. The soft on crime shit is fucking us on our home front. We've got idiots running around in our streets that should have been locked up long ago. We've got foreign countries, heads of states attacking other countries because they're not scared at all of our shitty president because he's not going to do anything. This guy's the big bully and our idiot is a freaking little cowering two-year-old in the freaking corner. Hoping they'll go away. All right, let's move on. <laughs> those, those, <laughs> your blood pressure. It is. It's getting high. It's getting high. My, if I was wearing my watch, it'd be beeping right now. So, yeah, he. This is this is a result. This is what you get when you go quote unquote soft on crime, and that you do not enforce basically saying that cash bail is unconstitutional. Um, great. Yeah, it, it's. It, that's what you want. Well, this is the result. This is what you get when you when you go down that road. End end of argument. Right. Um, how about this one? Now, this one is going to be a little out there. Um, Victoria's Secrets uh, welcomes its first model with Down syndrome. Now, I'm going to read a little bit here, and then we'll talk. Um, a model with Down syndrome is thanking Victoria's Secret for including her in a new lingerie collection. Uh, P. Puerto Rican fashion model Sofia Girau revealed she made history as a lingerie's brand's first model with Down syndrome in an Instagram post she shared on Monday, February 14th at the Victoria Day or Victoria's Secret announced it launched a love glove cloud collection that's all that shit just doesn't make sense so it's hard to run together um she says one day i dreamed it i worked on it and today it's a dream come true i can finally tell you my big secret i am the first victoria's secret model with down syndrome she wrote in spanish so she must be spanish um okay great um she went on to thank her supporters in the post Shows black and white snapshot of her in the Victoria's Secret's new campaign. Um, thanks to Victoria's Secret for seeing me as a No Limits model, making me part of the Love Cloud Connection inclusion campaign. This is just the beginning. Now it's formed inside and out. There are no limits. Okay. Um, a little mixed emotions here on this one. Um, thoughts on this one? My question is, what am my first thought goes to, of course, the protection of the, the person with Down syndrome, meaning what is their mental capacity? Like, are we talking right. 
what age are they able to advocate for themselves? Well, yeah, well, that, that's, that's one thing that came to mind. Is this a vulnerable adult? Correct. Uh, yeah, I didn't have the, the term down, but you know what I'm talking about. If this right. is a vulnerable adult, um, shame on whoever the guardian is for putting that person up. If this person does possess the mental capacity that they are uh, able to make their own decisions, um, hey, more power to you. You know, I, I don't know what she looks like. I'm trying to find a pull up a picture. Um, um. So I, I see some pictures. She definitely looks over 18. She definitely looks like an adult. Um, and so I don't have an issue with it other than I guess the question would my question would be to go back to what is the mental capacity of this young lady and is she being uh, taken advantage of? Well, and I've seen Down syndrome persons before um and looking at you can tell by the face very commonly this one you can see there is a down syndrome look to her um definitely by her face you can tell however hers looks to be very uh, more towards the mild side now i don't know if there's different levels of down syndrome that you can get or if it's just you can get a mild case of it which gives you that or if it's just you're all in 100 percent all the time and it just you know it is what it is but some of them i've seen have been able to function uh better than others so there's got to be something to that now i don't know what that works out to be but i mean i'm um I'm happy for her if this is something she really wanted to do. Um, it's a little disturbing that a um, somebody with with um, with that um, um, not really well, not really. I suppose a, a, a kind of a disability um, is 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 used in this way uh, I, I don't know i don't know if she pushed into this and really wanted to do it and really pushed and pushed and pushed and they were against it the whole time it really doesn't give you that much into uh, you know how it all right. went down but i just you know i, I don't know i don't know it, it just it's it just one of those that i'm like okay good for her but at the same time i hope it all went and was done the right way rather than you know somebody being exploited i i don't know that that would be the case i don't know that victoria's secret would be gaining anything by this i think they'd have more to lose by putting somebody on there like this i mean you know i i don't know um I guess they've ha- had enough criticism for not casting transgendered and plus size models for the brands. So maybe this was thinking outside the box, maybe doing doing something like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's I just, think it's good. I, I think it's a, a good move for marketing because for so many years and years and years, women and young women and um, mature women alike were brainwash into you had to have a specific body type to be attractive which is totally not true well and i'm with you there i'm with you however there are a lot of women's clothing 
uh, designers, stores, brands, what have you, that model all these different things. Now, Victoria's Secret has always been kind of the very, very sexy, beautiful type women. These are the type of women that fit into this stuff. So I can see that, hey, this is our line. This is the sizes that we carry. We don't do plus models here. If you want that, you go to you know Lane Bryant or one of these other ones. Don't ask me how I even know that one. Um, <laughs> but there are other ones that you can do those. Those are the ones that do the plus models. Those are the ones that do all that other stuff. We do a specific, you know, uh, uh, these are the size ranges that we do here in our store. Why then would we be going out and having a plus size model modeling something we don't carry? I see that side of it being a totally legitimate conversation too. So I don't, I don't really fault them for any of that, but it just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm okay with this. I think this is fine. It just it caught me off guard. I didn't know what to what to think of this one, but here it is. I, I guess good on her for getting the opportunity. She's enjoying it. Hopefully, she's got the mental capacity to understand what she's doing. And you know, ultimately, it's she's just wearing fancy underwear. Is it that big of a deal? Probably not. I think it's great. I if she has the mental capacity that she understands what she's doing, she's able to make adult decisions and she's doing this of her own free will. Uh, I I think it's great. I also think it's great that Victoria's Secret is is expanding the boundaries of what they feel is the ideal woman or the ideal model and uh, like I was explaining, I've seen a lot of just in general advertisement that you see um it's no longer you see a lot of plus size models in there i i think fortunately or hopefully the era of having you got to be 90 pounds soaking wet anorexic whatever is attractive i I hope those days are gone women are beautiful period across the board to me a woman is the most perfect piece of art that you can ever see and they come in all shapes and sizes and there's attractions for everybody but yeah it boils back to um I'm I'm totally thumbs up with Victoria's Secret. Good for you for for breaking and pushing boundaries, and good for this girl. If if she's not being exploited, good on her for for getting out there. Right. How about this one? Uh, man receives huge medical bill after donating his own kidney, which is fucked up because the word donation should mean shit's free. You know, when have you ever gone to a library and said, here, I'm donating these books to you, and then they charge you for it? (laughs) Well, uh, this man has been huge. Uh, Elliot Martin was contacted by the mother mother of his cousin, uh, which would be his aunt. (laughs) I don't know why they just don't say that. He was contacted by the mother of his cousin. Uh, That would be your aunt, right? (laughs) Okay. I think so. I, I, I mean, my cousin, uh, his mom is my aunt. Why the hell not? Well, whatever. Um, anyway, 20-year-old Scott Klein, in order to find a donor match as he was in this end stage of renal failure. Okay, Malin and Klein, 
consider themselves cousins, although blood relationship is more distant than that. She contacted as many people as possible. Okay, none of this matters, blah, blah, blah. Subject was emailed, Scott needs a kidney. Thank you for considering it, but please don't feel any pressure to do it. Sorry, I have to share this burden. Okay, super duper, all this bullshit. It's backstory. I don't care. Move on to the meat. Uh, July last year, the surgery was performed at Baylor, Scott, and White All Saints Medical Center. And once again, don't care, but it's Fourth Word, Texas. Uh, now, while he, re- he realized that the operation and subsequent recovery would be tough, he didn't expect to receive any kind of bill for his generosity. Living donors who give their or- organs to others are not supposed to be billed for any medical expenses as a recipient's insurance covers it. If they're not insured, the tab is usually picked up by Medicare. However, due to a big mistake, Malin received a bill for a staggering $13,064 from North Star, a company that provides anesthesia and I guess that's it. Okay. So, so it's the anesthesiologist that billed them. <laughs> it looks like it, yeah. Um, what's more, they threatened that the bill might go into collections if unpaid. So not only did they mistakenly charge it, but they threatened him with collecting. Well, <laughs> now that might come later. It looks like they they have sent the one that they have here. If you look at the look at the receipt and what's highlighted, it's final notice. Your con, your account is considered delinquent. This is between sixty to ninety day time frame um, that has gone unpaid. So. Thirteen thousand sixty-four dollars. So thirteen grand for for them to pull your own, pull your kidney and give it to somebody else, and you got to pay for it, which is hilarious. Uh, but they became. Uh, he initially dismissed the bills following the surgery. They became more threatening and even included references to delinquent payments and further collection activity. Eventually, they came around to the table and the bill was sorted out. The CFO uh, stated in an email on behalf of Northstar, "I apologize." Uh, for any confusion and issues and blah 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 hope that everything will be resolved to be clear it's not North Star's policy to bill transplant donors for bills related to their donation surgeries we recommend uh, we recognize the well established public policy standard and practice transplant donors should not be billed for such services basically they're just covering their ass here they resolved the area immediately closed to the account the same day prior to any inquiry according to that so yeah so interesting no more issues but yeah yeah at, le- <laughs> at least they recognized it and closed the account out before everything stuck but still yeah fucked so, up. you know at, you, you literally like and you hear people like i live i give my left nut for you know for one of those or i'd give my right kidney for one of those and this guy literally gave his left kidney and was charged for it yeah oh, 13 grand to, to yeah. give up your own kidney well if it costs it, that much i i see why no not too many people are jumping on board to give a give away organs that <laughs> uh, was, was corrected but still can you imagine the look on this guy's face when they open up the bill in the mail <laughs> well and now we're gonna get into now we're gonna get hey, into honey. some fun stuff yeah <laughs> um 
remind me to use a gong after all this because there's a lot of gong okay. gongable material. <laughs> a um, lot of gongable moments. Yeah, this the uh, how about this one? Man sexually attracted to balloons has fifty thousand of them in his house. Um, Unreal. Yeah, Julius. Unreal. Julius has an obsession with balloons since he was just four, when his mom brought him one in the hospital. For more than five decades since, he's been addicted to them so much that he's actually got a balloon sanctuary in his house, packed with thousands of balloons where he sleeps every night. Speaking about his peculiar fixation on an episode of TLC's Strange Addiction. Uh, which aired first almost nine years ago. Uh, he explained that they're beautiful, they're soft, smooth, delicate, and I have a connection with them. Intellectually, I know that balloons are not alive, but sometimes I wonder if it's my love for them that brings them to life. He said his love for balloons is is just not platonic, though. It's far from it. Uh, he says my love for balloons is also a sexual love. When I, when I see a beautiful balloon, my heart starts to flutter and I get aroused. I'll take a 12-inch and I'll inflate it to 11-inch, and then I, that way it can take a lot of abuse. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm holding one, you know, hugging it, I'll kiss it, and, it like, and it's like being in heaven. I mean, you don't like hugging and kissing a woman that you love? Question mark. Uh, sorry, Julius, abuse. Uh, also, he has actually... Uh, has a woman to hug and kiss said my wife thinks it's strange but she accepts it his love for balloons is so strong he often often spend days rescuing balloons that he believes to be in danger he said i go to dealerships and i do what i can to or i do what i call a balloon rescue when they set them out early in the morning they're really beautiful and the sun bakes them they get really dull misshapen I feel like I give them a second chance at life. <laughs> uh, he, despite concern among his family, yeah, despite concern among his family, he has he said he has no plans to end his love affair with balloons. He said I've seen a psychologist before, and the only thing they said to me was, "Well, you're not hurting anybody, so why worry about it?" I see nothing wrong with loving balloons, and I'm going to continue glove balloons. That's what makes me. I'm going to continue glove balloons. I think that's, I'm going to continue to love balloons, because that's what makes me happy. Okay, yeah, interesting. The sheer fact that this guy has it down to an exact science of I do it to 11 inches and not 12 inches, that way you could take a lot of abuse. Um, it, it, it amazes me, and my question is, what sort of abuse is this guy doing to these balloons? And do we need to get the balloons an advocate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not really something you want to say. Uh, hey, dude, uh, show you know, <laughs> show me on the balloon where where the bad man touched you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite work that way, sure. does it? Show me, yeah, show me where he on, on in your no-no area that that he touched on the. <laughs> and this guy's married too. Yeah, and she's okay with it. Weird. And she's okay with it. She's an oh, enabler. She needs. She yes, needs to she, go down for this too. She's enabling him. She's an enabling, the balloon uh, relationship. Yeah. 
Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually laughing that I'm, I'm tearing up because it's a funny story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stupid shit. How about this one? 30-year-old or 37-year-old virgin gets six-foot string stuck in penis during a sex game. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he ended up... I, uh, let's see. Well, I'm assuming it's a he, it's a penis, but these days, who can tell? You, you never know. <laughs> A uh, 37-year-old virgin ended up in a predicament after getting six foot of nylon string stuck inside his penis during an unsuccessful sex game. I would say so. If that's succeeding, you're playing the wrong kind of a game. Uh, the unnamed man, yeah, no shit unnamed. Who would tie your name to that? Uh, he was participating in the sex stunt before getting the string lodged into his urethra and ended up having it having to have it removed while he was under local anesthetic. Anyone else squeezing their legs together as you read this? Um, totally. I want to know. According to the reports, it was the first time he performed this. Let's see. Let's back up. Where are we at? Patient's unfortunate situation is documented in the medical journal, which explained how the man had used the string, which usually used to thread beads onto, while fully erect and watching a pornographic video. Um. Uh, okay. This. Okay. Uh, in several occasions, my patients deny inserting objects and claimed that the items were accidentally inserted instead. Not six feet. No way did you accidentally stuff six feet in there. An inch or two maybe could accidentally get in there, but six feet? No. <laughs> no, this was forced. Um, this is due to the feeling of embarrassment. This is the doctor talking, by the way. Of admitting behavior to achieve sexual gratification, which often leads to difficulties in acquiring accurate information during history taking. Therefore, patients often uh, come to the doctor with late serious complications. The patient in this report also hesitated to uh, share his condition during history taking due to his embarrassment. Aside from being embarrassed, he was also difficult to communicate with. Um... After experiencing problems urinating, severe abdominal pain lasted for two hours. Man went to a hospital. Indonesia. Okay, so this the, the picture is coming more clear now. After an unsuccessful first attempt to remove the string, doctors decided to insert a camera into the man's bladder. It showed a black bundle of string, which is meant that the which meant that the medics were able to use forceps after giving him local anesthetic. Uh, report states two meter nylon string extracted from his bladder. The patient's post-operative uh, complaints, vital signs, urine production were within normal limits after that. Yeah, nylon string. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture of it. It's really, I mean... Well, the best part is at the end here. So as a, as a precaution, the man was kept under observation for two days at the hospital where he luckily made a full recovery and was discharged with no further complaints. He was then referred to a psychiatrist where he was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder as well as uh, paraphilia, which is a condition where, whereby someone gets aroused by something considered unusual. So there you go. That's we'll refer you to a shrink. Diagnosis. Yep. Something <laughs> something considered unusual because what's unusual to you might not be unusual to me. That's kind of a right. Generic, you know, um, 
that reminds me of a uh, of a of a story. <laughs> yeah, when I was me. when I was um, way back in the day before I got into law enforcement. I was a firefighter, uh, EMT, and I was doing my some intern time as an emergency medical technician in an emergency room, and I won't say where it was. And we had this gentleman come into the emergency room. He was complaining of um, abdominal and anal pain. And so when I sat the gentleman down to do a history report as to what happened, uh, we sent him off for x-rays and came back. And he had a foreign object, of course, up in his lower um, abdomen, his his, uh, colon area. And it was a carrot stick, like a full-blown, not carrot stick, but like a a carrot, like a full-blown, like 10-inch root carrot that you pull out of the ground and so when i was asking and, and doing the interview and and okay so how, how did this happen and you're trying to keep a straight face talking right about yeah like, how did this happen and his his story was he was vacuuming the house in the nude and he slipped and fell and when he fell this carrot went up his anus and he swore up and down he was like that's his story and he was sticking to it but i hear you know i my Mom was in the medical field. My father was in the medical field, and I've actually seen, uh, and I know that there are like emergency room doctors or radiologists that keep pictures of things that they have found uh, X-rayed inside of people's bodies. And this does not surprise me, because uh, I've seen some pretty weird stuff in in some pretty weird cavities. And all I got to say is, if this guy was trying to get to his prostate, he went the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah very wrong direction but anyway yeah there's that um let's hit this one i i this one caught my uh, this, this was from the toronto sun uh i had to laugh because it, it, the title is aspiring texas politician poses topless and pantless in vote gambit uh sarah stronger or a uh, Stogner, that's what it is, Stogner, will apparently do anything to get elected. The 37-year-old West Texas woman running to be the Lone Star State's new railroad commissioner and has come up with an ingenious vote-getter. She posted a TikTok video of herself topless and without pants as she straddles an oil-pumping jack. In the background of the uh, controversial video, the Sugar Hill Gang's song Apache, Jump On It, plays. Uh... She she posted, they said I needed money, I have other assets. <laughs> so far, the cheeky campaign gambit has been viewed more than 105,000 times. She's trailing the incumbent uh, who has a $766,000 war chest, so she needs a little bit of money. But it says the, the stunt may have backfired and cost her uh, the endorsement of one newspaper, San Antonio Express, and raised hackles of religious rights. Still others saluted her for her bravery. She stuck to her guns, claiming it was a joke, didn't stop the backlash. Uh, one critic tweeted, I'm confused, are you running for political office or auditioning to be a stripper another chimed in says sad some people like to display their qualifications but if that's all you have (laughs) and the express news sniffed we were disappointed to see a disgraceful tiktok video posted sunday from sarah stogner whom we recently recommended in the republican primary for railroad commissioner we rescind our recommendation oh i don't know what do you think 
You know, I, I pulled up some pictures. She's a pretty girl. Uh, I, I don't think it's quite the, uh, I mean, good honor for being uh, innovative and, and raising campaign funds. Um, her body, her choice, if that's what she wants to do it. Unfortunately, I don't think she can get a lot of backers behind her because there is going to be a lot of opposition to her. Like you said, some religious groups and, and some of your more conservative groups. Um, I, I think if she needs to fund money for a campaign, I don't know. I, I would like to see what issues that she, like what issues she stands on. Maybe she just has an unpopular issue that she just can't get a, a voting behind her. Well, for, for God's sake, she's not running for senator or congresswoman. No. She's running for railroad commissioner, for fuck's sake. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Um, for me, you know what? If you need votes and you need to get your name out there, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Um, no. Especially not in politics. Uh, I mean, you know, it, and it goes and says very similar to that, that, you know, Whatever you think of the uh, the ad, it's probably one of the most effective ads in politics. And there's probably a few million people who had never heard of her that now have heard of her. So really, that's what it comes down to. She said, I knew it would be controversial. I didn't realize it would incite the rage and anger that it did from the press. It feels uh, very, mu- uh, very much like sl- uh, slut shaming. We were just goofing off. We had the footage from last year, and I said, I'm, I'm not or I'm going to make my own Super Bowl commercial. If I had gone off and shot machine guns and screamed at uh, about the border, they wouldn't have had any problems with it. But she thought outside the box. You know, I like outside-the-box thinking. I don't have any problem with, with what she did. Probably not the, the best move when you're running for a political office. But well, you know yeah. what? It's outside the box. What the hell? It's something different. And you know yeah. what? Right. The, the the pictures are risque, but they are tastefully done. There's coverings over the strategic areas. I mean, it's definitely implied that mm-hmm. underneath the sign, she's got no bottoms on or whatever, but um, she's not breaking any laws. Uh, you know what? I, I give her two thumbs up. Yeah. I guarantee you. I mean, you you hit the you hit the nail on the head. I, but before this article that you brought it up tonight, I had no idea who she was, but now I do. Yeah. So, effective yeah. campaign, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, well done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just sad that that you know all of the all of the left that that goes on their way, criticizing every little thing, and people need to be this and pe- on all these. I I have a hard time understanding woke people. They piss and moan about the littlest things, but then when somebody does something that you should, those people should be wrapping their arms around. I mean, these are the same people that wear vaginas on their heads, for fuck's sake, that are condemning this for... I don't get it. I don't get it. They have... There's no consistency with the woke crowd, and it it just... I can't do it. I just can't do it. Uh, Let's go, go away, would you? Go away. There it is. Okay, this one here. Uh, it's funny trying to close these out sometimes. How about this one? Drunken, uh, drunken, naked sisters brawl at Disney World. Sisters apparently reported uh, uh, or reportedly brawled, stripped, fell into some bushes, and even fell on the other. One fell on the other's vomit, according to court papers. <laughs> sisters were tourists from New Jersey 
who began well that's the part of the problem right there the new jersey yeah. people that uh, they're yeah. that's a whole different breed of people right there uh new jersey who who began night eating at a steakhouse what do you mean oh began the night eating okay i was gonna say who began nighting doesn't everybody night eat i day eat i morning eat and i night eat <laughs> all right but they began the night eating at a steakhouse at the amusement park before going to an irish pub for some drinks according to court papers the women 29 and 31 eventually tried to leave but their phone died and an uber driver refused to pick them uh, refused to take them because they were too drunk well good on him while they waited for a taxi they allegedly began arguing the older sister called the younger sister uh, a bad mom and slapped her According to court papers, the younger sister allegedly threatened to punch her. They fought, were pulled apart, tried to fight each other again. Once separated, this is quotes, once separated, both sisters ran at each other, slipped in, quote, the young, or, or in parentheses, the younger sister's vomit, then fell into the bushes while still fighting, the report said. According to the security guard, the younger sister ran a few feet away and took off her dress, exposing her breasts. Shortly after, they began to punch each other again. <laughs> Police from the Orlando Sheriff's Office arrived around 12.40 a.m. to find the younger sister screaming and crying near Cirque du Soleil, uh, steps from the watermelon and mango parking lots. She was stripped down only to her underwear and sandals. The sisters were arrested, but authorities did not pursue criminal charges. What sort of Jerry Springer episode did these two girls jump Well, out? you know, here it is after midnight. Even in Disney World, nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> it, it's like uh, unless or meets Disney gone wrong. <laughs> unless, unless you're a 60-year-old guy who hasn't seen that kind of action in ages... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good happens after midnight, even even in Disney World. So, uh, the watermelon and the mango lot is where all the actions at Disney. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they were showing their watermelons and mangoes. That's for sure. At least one of them was. What attraction are you guys going to? I'm going to the new Jurassic Park ride. Where are you going? I'm going to the watermelon lot. <laughs> well, and it, it seems to me that the in reading that, it, it, it sounds like one of them slipped, fell in the vomit, and that's why she got up and took her dress off. It was probably covered in vomit. That was the easy yeah. way to get it off. But then she's walking around with her boobs flopping around. So, okay, whatever. Uh, how about this one? Spud or Dud? Idaho Potato Commission selling perfume that smells like fries. Now, here we go. Back to the fire oh, log that idea. smells like chicken. Uh, there's something about the smell of French fries that's so enticing. The Idaho Potato Commission. Who knew? Who knew there was a commission? They're banking on it and decided to put it out in a fragrant, fragrance inspired by the product they're best known for. In honor of Ohio, uh, Ohio, no, Idaho Potato Lovers Month, the state agency which is responsible for promoting the signature uh, crop began developing a fragrance. They survey, or after a survey revealed, ninety percent of people love the smell of French. Well, who the fuck doesn't like French fries? Ninety percent is low to right? me. That seems like they're lowballing. Everybody loves fries. They're just terrible for you. <laughs> 
But knowing that they wanted to do, what, knowing what they wanted to do was easy, making it happen and coming up with formulas was another story. Uh, they created a perfume in-house and didn't employ a perfumer. We just looked at a lot of different perfumes, but many had a lot of varied aromas, which we just wanted the scent of french fries. Uh, Hall revealed they even tried using cooking oil, but that just made the fragrance look oily, so the idea was rejected. In the end, three samples made the final cut. To create the perfume, we used essential oils and Idaho distilled russet potatoes, which are also the best potatoes for actual french fries, she divulged, uh, before they voted on the ones that smelled most like french fries. So, uh, it's called in. Introducing Freet, Freetes, Freets, Freets. Okay, F R I, yeah, F R I T E S. for fries. Could yeah. be uh, Freet, yeah. A tantalizing fragrance inspired by the irresistible scent of French fries, uniquely crafted by a blend of essential oils, distilled Idaho potatoes. This fragrance will invite memories of fry-tastic days gone by. Get yours today while supplies last. <laughs> What's funny is they've got... Did you just use your advertising voice uh, on that Maybe, one? maybe, yeah. I haven't done a whole lot of ads since I, since I crushed them off the show, so... Uh, this one's just funny because it's got this picture of a woman who's, who's looks like she's in ecstasy. Her eyes are closed, her, her hair is all oh, disheveled, and she's holding a French fry as just about to put it into her mouth. Her lips are puckered, ready for it, and, and then they got this frites. <laughs> she has that, I just abused an 11-inch balloon look on her face. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> You know, that's that's a good-looking picture. I wouldn't mind being a balloon at that point. Uh, the price point for these, buck eighty-nine for a 1.7-ounce bottle. It's pretty perfect, about the same price as a large order of fries. Wow, how interesting. I don't know. Buck eighty-nine for perfume? Wow. I already, you're looking at where you can buy this, aren't you? I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Amazon it. I mean, I you know, you know, we know what it's called, so it's got to be out there. I, you know, I got to say, I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I, you know, I've long said if a woman smells like motor oil, I'm going to be more attracted. Uh, maybe a little WD-40 on the, on the wrists, you know, might attract me a little bit more. French fries? Why the fuck not? Another thing I like, why the hell not, you know? <laughs> if I made a perfume, it would be called New Car Interior. Really, the new car smell? You think that that would do it? The huh? New car smell, absolutely. Hmm. To 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 catch a guy, sure. New car smell. Show me, show me a, a well. Show me a masculine man. <laughs> I have to be careful. Show me a masculine man that does not enjoy the smell of a brand new car interior. Ah, <laughs> uh, how about this last one? This 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 one's going to be interesting. Um, I saw this one had to, had to grab it. it. It didn't go in our notes. You'll like this one, though. Man breaks into home, takes bath, eats shrimp, leaves 200 bucks for damages. A New Mexico man who allegedly broke into a home, took a bath, ate some shrimp, drank a beer before being confronted by the homeowner, has been arrested. The man, Tyrell Christensen, 
34, was arrested Sunday for breaking into a home after smashing a window to get in. When he was confronted by the homeowner, he apologized, told him he just needed a warm place to sleep, left the man 200 bucks to repair the window, according to court documents filed in Santa Fe County. Um, the man had a rifle with him when he left the home, according to police. He told the, told the investigators he was caught in a blizzard Sunday and was afraid he would freeze. Uh, police told uh, police said he told them he felt bad about breaking the window of the home and left money for the owner. The homeowner said the man was extremely embarrassed and apologetic about the situation. When asked why he broke into the, into the home, the man said his family was killed in East Texas and he was running from somebody. Interesting. He told investigators he was caught in a blizzard and was afraid he would freeze. He well, said he felt he, bla- he bad about... For, yeah. To pay for damages. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that get him off? I I, I don't know. Does that, does that cancel him out? That would be... That's, <sighs> I've never encountered that before. Yeah, his... What the hell difference does it make? Why... He was... His family was killed in East Texas. He was running from somebody. And you're in New Mexico and you broke a window. And yet you were caught in a blizzard? I don't know. You've, you've got a... Maybe the guy's crazy. But he showered, ate some... He ate some food. Doesn't really matter that it was shrimp. Drank a beer. Okay, he was thirsty. He was hungry. He took a bath. He broke a window to get in. But he left 200 bucks, you know? I don't know. If that's enough for the window, if it's not, then maybe you charge him for the shrimp and the beer, too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the guy, to me, I think I think he gets away. I mean, you arrested him. He's going to be having a court hearing and whatnot, right? But do we think this guy needs to be in jail long term? I don't. Maybe since he can't seem to get his story straight, maybe he needs to potentially see a psychiatrist maybe you know yeah you might he might be another victim of paraphilia could be arousal with unusual circumstances you you know what you may be onto something there (laughs) i I don't know it's there's some really weird stuff out there did you ever did you ever see that movie um one hour photo with robin williams in it um, I think I saw clips of it, but it was a kind of a horror movie, and I've never really been into yeah. those. So I, I yeah, he, it's he plays this uh, guy that he runs one hour photo, and you know, like you would see in uh, a, one of those uh, pharmacy stores, like a sure. aid or whatever. Um, he he ends up being this psychotic uh, guy that you find out on the end i don't want to give too much of the movie away but there's a scene where he goes to these this family's house that he's obsessed with and he like breaks in makes dinner uh in their kitchen sleeps in their bed uses their bathroom just because he's he just i guess he wants to be part of and this is part of his obsession but i mean he didn't leave 200 dollars. but yeah it's just <laughs> really really weird stuff like that um but i don't think this is a case of somebody being a stalker i think this guy was just not right in the head i don't know <laughs> maybe he was trying to find some of that irresistible french fry scent that was emanating from the house I- <laughs> <laughs> well 
Yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I I have not encountered that. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of breaking and enterings, but never one that the person decided that they wanted to leave money. Uh, you may want to rephrase that. I understand you're a cop and all, but you've done a lot of breaking and entering. Seems like. Uh, yeah, you, I have. You've you you've responded to a lot of breaking I have and entering. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A lot of breaking and entering calls. There we go. Have never indulged into the breaking because that's illegal. Yeah. A little B and E on the side when you're off duty, yeah, are yeah, we? B and E when you're off duty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those aren't the letters uh, I yes. normally put together. Thank you, uh, uh, thank you for that correction. So, yes. uh, yeah. Let me clarify. Yeah. Let me clarify. But yeah, never have I uh, anybody. And, and to be honest with you, if I was hooking somebody up for breaking into another person's house, uh, well, I left money on the table. Yeah, that's great. You still broke into their house. Right. There their privacy the sanctity of their home was still violated whether you paid for it or not but i don't know man maybe he was sniffing glue or something right right sniffing glue running from a storm yeah well that's gonna do it for us this week uh you got any any goodbyes to say before we head out yeah, I got I got a goodbye to my saggy shorts because those things are getting thrown back in the drawer. Never to be. <laughs> yeah, amen. Get rid of that crap. <laughs> That's my goodbye. Goodbye, saggy shorts. Farewell and adieu. And uh, may I never gain enough weight to even consider wearing the fat dad shorts ever again. Right on. Well, everybody, it's been a, a, a fun show. We'll uh, look forward to doing another one for you next week and uh and until then if you can if you feel like supporting the show hit us up anchor.fm you know it's as cheap as a buck a month unless you want to get real crazy and 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 be the top patron that's cool too but uh yeah your your support is huge that's why we're 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 still here every day doing it i mean we'd probably be here doing it anyway but i mean it's it's your support that brings on all of the fun stuff you know what and now that i remember that i forgot i gotta use this for all the idiots out there that we talked about tonight there you go that's what i was waiting for yeah damn it i almost forgot i didn't push the button at all tonight so damn it all right anyway that's done and over with. Uh, one last thing before I go, you know, anybody who listens, I, we do have a listener or two in Ukraine. My best to them. Stay strong. Keep fighting the good fight. Hopefully our leaders, uh, unfortunately they are our leaders. Hopefully they get their heads out of their asses before too long and start opening up the can of whoop ass and shaping shit up over there for the better. But until then, hang on, hold tight, do what we can to survive another week, and uh, we'll be back again next week. Till then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye.